Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You know that sound that is the Unfiltered Band Meets, another episode of Unfiltered coming your way. Officially, this will go down as episode 124. Unfiltered, which as always, you can jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution at Casey Stern on Twitter and get in and join the YouTube channel or Believes. You gotta believe that's B L E A V to hop on board as we get a chance to welcome in my guest here for episode 124. And now a member of the, uh, and we were just talking about this, my brother went to Northeastern. And remember, now the Northeastern Hall of Fame is Carlos Pena. What's going on, man? Appreciate you. How are you? I'm uh, doing great. Uh, running around all over the country. But uh, yeah, like you're getting inducted into the Northeastern University Hall of Fame. For I'm very grateful about that. Check this out, Case, with my wife, my kids, mom and dad were in the world. Former teammates uh, from where I played there, even classmates and friends that I had while I was uh, going to NU, um, and then beyond, of course, the weekend. It's such we just it's such a great city. I mean, I went to BU. My brother went to Northeastern. I love I covered the I love the city of Boston. It's such a great town, and you know when you are. I, I can't even imagine like inducted in that kind of spot. What kind of thoughts as you're flying in to do it right before you even kind of accept and give the speech and all that, what kind of thoughts were going through your head? Like memory wise. For you? Yeah. Just, just going, going to Boston, going back to Boston, even though I've been back the, the Red Sox telecast with um, Nesson and before that. So I, I've been back many times. It's, just that in this particular going back directly to the school, I'm going back to Northeastern University. I'm going to sit. And my daughter actually was interested in visiting Northeastern as well as, as a school her. So I had not set foot on campus in the longest time. By the way, it had her. It looks absolutely beautiful. It's gorgeous. So can you believe I got a little... A little nervous. Yes, I believe that. <laughs> I, I just think, think it's because circle. Remember, I, I mean, I came to the to, to the United States when I was 14 years old. I was just the street there in, in a suburb of Boston, uh, in Haverhill, Massachusetts, north of Boston, up around the, the area. And and Boston had always had this, um, um, you know, it was the big, big city. This is what we wanted to be this is where we wanted to make it at um and, and it was coming around full full circle getting inducted into the hall of fame there in Northeastern university it's like wow that was a long trajectory uh, a lot of sacrifice <clears throat> and i mentioned my parents that all on the line you know for us as a family so i don't know i felt grateful nervous you know in a good way i think um if if i didn't then you would have to check my pulse because I'd be, it's a good thing that I felt that way. Obviously. And, and look, it's such a great college town. People don't realize this. You know, BU, BC, Northeastern, Tufts, MIT, Emerson. I'm probably forgetting. So it's amazing how many colleges there are there. It's just such a great place to go to school. Congratulations. That's amazing. Uh, speaking of college, whether you're betting on college or the pros, basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. The latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends at bet online. Live continued source for all your wagering information, live betting contests, and giveaways. 
giveaways all season long. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your favorite sports and events. NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf. It's simple. BetOnline.ag is where you go. You join. Get your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And I want to get started where kind of we just finished with the World Series. Everybody had their, and, you know, as you have, you know, we, we talked to players who were on the teams that those Astros teams beat years ago. And there are some that are still more emotionally driven from it and upset about what took place and others where it's kind of, you know, it's gone away a little bit. I know some of the players still there, obviously Bregman. And you think about guys like Jose Altuve, Guriel, but so many new players, your namesake, another Pena, and you'll be doing with rookies tonight for rookie of the year in the network. How much do you think still there's a cloud over what, what the Astros just did? Like what's the sense when you're talking to even former players, Carlos, are you getting the feel that the Astros are getting the deserve and the due that they've earned or still no because of what happened a few years ago? No, you know what? I think that it's, it's blown over. Um, obviously, the, it was a heavy burden to carry, you know, for organization. I know personally some of the players there. Um, and it, um, they just kind of fell into it, you know. Uh, and, and next thing you know, now they're on the line. Um, and it was just devastating uh, for these guys, that, you know. And... Uh, so in a sense, you're like, okay, they deserved to be scorned, be penalized, no doubt about it. They t- took it. Um, they served their sentence. Uh, the, 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 the court of public opinion were very harsh on them. Now, having been able to win the World Series, pretty much, it's like, okay, we did it. We did it clean. We did it with our times playing baseball, pitching, getting timely hitting, playing defense, running the bases. They did it all. They dominated all year, their division. And then they went out there in the postseason and come out with a championship. So hats off. Just as much as we were harsh on that scandal went down, all right, and rightfully so, now it's time to say, you know, what team in baseball, they deserve to to be the champions. And they won it at such a consistent level. I mean, look, six consecutive LCSs. I mean, it's amazing what they did. Now, look, it's it's rare that you then see a GM get a one-year offer, which clearly, you know, I mean, the, you know, it, look, I'm Jim, Jim Crane's not here in this conversation, but when you offer James Click one year afterwards, you're clearly not begging for him to come back. It's an odd situation. So now they got to go get a new GM. You know, continuity, though, with Dusty will certainly be there. How important is it that after everything that they went through, Carlos, and what Dusty was in that presence for them to be that calming influence, that he's coming back for another year to give those veterans and the kids that he helped grow, like the Jeremy Pena's, an opportunity to make another run here with Dusty. Despite being age 73, we both know he's 73 going on 20. How important is it that Dusty's coming back next year? It's absolutely huge you know we're talking about sign him uh, when when he was not announced as the manager uh soon enough you know that, that we needed to hear that immediately and it didn't happen that way so the Astros has a have a way of that perhaps other people did not approve of but this one i think all of us, the world approves of 
Dusty Baker coming back as their manager. Um, of, of course, this is a um, historic uh, event in his career, you know, just being able to crown himself a champion not happen after many opportunities that he was not able to capitalize on. Um, that gets the best out of his players. Every, every single one uh, player I talk, talk uh, I talk to that has, and you know what, best manager I ever, ever had. Um, and I never had the privilege of playing for him, but just uh, in, in passing conversations, the guy's got all the charisma in the world. It's just astronomical baseball sense um, as well. And by the way, he came fire for some of the decisions that he made uh, because maybe he wasn't following the, the proto concern. And, and some of those came back, back to bite him. You know what? He was cool, calm, and collected. Uh, uh, took the blame whenever he needed to take the blame. And at the end of the day, you cannot argue with the result. Astros are the champions. So it doesn't matter. Dusty Baker, you know, hats off him. And, and dude, like at a point where I've been saying this, where it, it was nearly impossible, the situation he walked into. A lot of talent. But everybody hates your team. Everybody thinks they're a bunch of cheaters. Nobody's going to pay attention to anything that you do positive because they're all going to be negative. And he was that perfect buffer of all of that because he's so well-respected that even the media and the people, you know how it is in this side of the industry, who wanted to kind of get on that team, you couldn't get on Dusty. There was nothing you were going to say. So he was able to kind of, I think, you know, really protect them from a lot, what could have been a lot worse that they would have dealt with. Certainly they had cardboard cutouts after the pandemic. They didn't have to deal with a lot of the fans the year after. But for the Astros, it's amazing what they accomplished. Certainly Pena, a big part of that, and what Jeremy did as he focused on kind of the rookies tonight. I want to get into some of the free agency stuff, but I, I got to start with the rule changes because it could be a very different world we're living in next year. And even though, you know, certainly it's a big deal with the size of the bases and the base stealing, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I don't think people realize the difference that that's going to make. I got to ask you about the shift. Um, are you taking some hacks in the cage to see if, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe get out of, <laughs> get out of all that powder and that makeup on MLB Network? Because, dude, it's going to be a different world for a lot of left-handed hitters coming out starting next year. I'm telling you, case like the, the shift, we can talk about how much was a hitter well i personally can tell you that i lost so many base hits on that hole right there between the first baseman and the second baseman because it did not exist for me and let me tell you lifetime of honing a swing of just carving out a movement it's extremely changing so the angles i was creating um produced a lot of top spin the right side now i Crushed those ground balls as far as exit velocity was concerned. They were going right at, right at fielders. So the chances of me getting a hit were pretty much 0%. You know? And that really hurt me because a lot of the knock on me was like, hey, I'm like, wait, wait a second. Like, I'm, I'm leading the league, you know, many times it happened in exit velocity. Thing averages low because of the way that the fielders are positioned. And it's not as easy as to say, Hey, let me go the other way. It's not that easy because the way my body works produces that top spinning pulled ground ball. Um, yeah, later on, I, I learned probably a little too late towards the end of my career. But yeah, I expect this to be a huge difference to me because there were so many hits on that, that 
hole. If you think about this, a bad season, 100 official at bats, every base hit you get is two points. 10 hits, 20 points on your batting average. It's not the same being a 250 hitter to play and look, look at the scoreboard and see 270. I know that people are saying batting average doesn't matter. It does. We look up at the board and we see, hey, we're hitting 270. It's not the same as going up to look at the board and seeing 250. You know, your confidence level is not the same. Now, when you're hitting 270, you know, you kind of grow a little bit. You get a little stronger. How many more hits would you go? We can go on and on and on and on. All I know is this. 2000, uh, 2007, I hit 282 for bad average. 2008, they started shifting. I'm like, what in the world just happened? <laughs> um, I'm hitting the ball just as hard. Matter of fact, I had Joe Mann call me to this office, like, do not change the thing. You know, you hit balls. And I'm like, are you going to pay me on hard hit balls? Are you going to make a lineup based on hard hit balls? Or are you, are you going to totally disregard my batting average? Questions are no. You know, he didn't say him, he didn't answer no. But it's going to be a huge, a huge benefit for uh, the left-handed hitters that were similar to me. Not ever. A lot of those power hitters that have those swings that mm. kind of have that little loop and they, they top hit them onto the ground. Yeah, it's going to help them quite a bit. Yeah, and look, you know, to your point, you know this way better than me, but I think I always try and you know, translate your know, baseball to life for people. Whatever you do for a living, if you're not confident in it, Right. And you're questioning yourself. You're not going to be good in a law as a lawyer in front of a courtroom, as an accountant, when you're talking to a client, as a teacher, when you're talking to students, doesn't matter what it is. And you as a hitter have to look at your numbers every day. You got to look at they're right in front of you on a big screen. You got guys who are sitting there who have been hitting 210, 220, and somebody's telling them, well, they're on base is 340. So it doesn't matter. But they're still looking. And it says 208. Right. I so it's that see. confidence factor. It, it, it plays those mind games with you. It's gonna be it's gonna be way different. Um, you know, clearly these are not issues that guys like Aaron Judge have to face. A right-handed, B about to be, you know, paid big time, certainly deserving of all of that. What he did in New York, especially, I don't think people can really understand because I certainly can't even understand just how well he handled himself, Carlos, through all of that. What's the pulse? Just your own general feel on on how likely it is that Judge would consider somewhere outside of New York. Yeah, I, I think it is very likely. Now, now, personally, I believe he comes back to his legacy. Uh, he understands where, where what his place is in history. And I think uh, could just uh, not be advantageous. Dark, dom he dominates it. You know, it's, it's a smaller ballpark, so... Uh, he could continue even by missing the baseball, uh, um, the way that the fans one of their own. And, and look, when I say embrace, does not mean that they're not, not hard on him. They're going to be hard on him. Everyone says that, um, but they have embraced him as a Yankee and a Yankee for two people um, in in the history of the Yankee friend around lightly, and and one of them. Mr. Derek Jeter, and then when I look at Aaron Judge, uh, and there have been many, many greats to wear that uniform. So I 
it's going to be extremely tempting because he's going to look around the league. He's going to have great offers. I am a big, big, substantial offer from the San Francisco Giants. Now, if he goes out there, same, you know, I, I just don't, don't think so. You know, San Francisco, I know that's his home, um, but New York, winning pinstripes uh, has to mean. Do I expect them to be back? I think that the organization itself, they recognize the importance of Aaron Judge back. Now it's all a matter of are they going to be able to compete? We, how high are yep. they going to go? Yeah, well, that, and that's, you know, a, that's be, the thing. You have to. <laughs> that's the thing, Matt, is that here's where things you know, are a little different than they used to be. You know, it used to be, and you know this, a free agent. If the Yankees gave you even money, anybody's going to the Yankees. Who doesn't want to play for the Yankees, play in New York, have a chance to win every year, the money you can make off the field. And in almost every situation over the years, if it's even money, you're going to go to the Yankees. The Yankees don't have to overpay. I remember when Mark Teixeira was a free agent, and people thought he'd go back to the Orioles, and they offered like $180 million. But if you're not offering a large amount more than the Yankees back in the day, they're going to the Yankees because of everything that comes with it. I feel like you tell me if you feel different. I think the Yankees got to give the biggest offer. I think the Yankees are going to have to come out there after not giving him what he felt like he deserved, after everything he gave them and all that he he means to them. Do you feel like the Yankees have to, whatever the highest offer, then come back to us, right, and we'll exceed it? Do they have to give the most money for Judge to say? Even money may not be good enough for him. You know, I, I disagree. I, I think that... If the offers come to New York level, just exactly what you were explaining, the New York aspect of it, and the Yankee may sway him. Now, if I am the Yankees, am I taking that risk? I am, I'm telling you from a personal perspective <laughs> yeah. that for me, I, you know, it's a lot of money already. If, if I'm missing out on a few million here, if you, because it's, it's such a big chunk of money now if i'm the yankees i'm not taking the chance so many so much more than just uh performance um and the way front office is shocked about performance you immediately go to like hey i don't expect him to hit 60 home runs i'm out you say look it's 30 a year for the next seven years something that's to that is i'll take that not only that we know he's disciplined he's going to be on base not only that we know he's going to defense. Not only that, we know that he is a true professional. He represents the brand uh, extremely well. It's on all aspects of it. Does he sell tickets? Does he sell T-shirts? Does he sell jerseys? So this is an overall business decision for the Yankee organization. Pinstripes. Um, I just wouldn't take the risk of um, you know being between. <laughs> oh, the give other him the bag, Carlos. Give him the bag. Just, That's it. Just give, give this dude a big bag. Back That's up it. the truck. That's it, man. <laughs> and look, because you, I mean, you know, look, it's the Yankees, but they need him as much as he needs them and, and probably more because where are they without him? And I, I want to take that and get to a couple of the shortstops with that kind of a, a mindset in terms of, you know, how much teams, you know, need to keep a certain player. Or can they go out in free agency and get somebody else who can fill the hole? I live down here in Atlanta, and I watch Dansby Swanson and what he's meant. I know that they lost Freddie Freeman. I know that they replaced him with Matt Olson, who's a very, very good player. He's not Freddie Freeman. 
and they were able to get back to a place where you thought they had a chance to win a World Series, even though it didn't happen. I don't think people understand enough how important having Dansby Swanson has been for them to do that in the room. He's become the leader of that team. He's a guy who's always, to me, Carlos, the guy who's coming up with the biggest hits in the right spot. He may not be as flashy or as talented as a Correa or as a Bogarts, but for the Braves, is Dansby Swanson a must? Is this a guy they have to have back? I think so. I, I mean, Dansby has shown so much. And look, you do these assessments, right, of players. You don't want to pay for past performance, right? So in other words, you're not rewarding the player for what he did. What you're paying for is what you are projecting. Young player, dynamic, has all the tools, a true professional thing. Average out a season and say, this is his max. This is what he's done. This is the, the best season he's ever had. And then just um, scale it down just a bit and say, what about if he does? he has done um, am i good with that well with dance swanson i'll take that every single day and know a, a a true professional someone who posts every single day who carries the well and represents the braves uh, as a top notch i'm i'm sorry. so it's an overall a decision that you're making as a front office and dance seems like um entire organization i do not not want to go over and, and, go and trying to bring somebody else um, that I'm not sure how he's going to pan out in Atlanta. It must be they're out there, but I know what I have in Dansby Swanson, and that's a sure bet. So expect them to come back. Um, it's mind-boggling to me that this was not done earlier. I'm dropping the ball on some of these guys. You need to, to sign these players early on immediately and look I, I am a player i want i want for you to go out there and just break the bank i'm talking about from a front office perspective you need to those guys are going to be like the red sox letting letting mookie back bats walk i think they might, might have messed evers as well you gotta catch these guys first second year you haven't crap lock him in so that later on you don't have this problem. I couldn't agree more, especially because the Braves have saved so much money on some of these team-friendly deals that they have. I mean, what they did with uh, Ozzy Albies, I mean, it, it's almost criminal Acuna. to me how, how little money. Acuna, the, the amount of money, I mean, they got everybody locked up, and Dansby Swanson, like, the only dude they didn't do it with, and doesn't make any sense. You mentioned the Red Sox. I want to go there because they're in a weird spot. You know, there, there are, Trevor Story is one of the best athletes in this in this sport, and one of its best shortstops. They were in a position where he didn't have to play shortstop when they brought him over. Most teams don't have a Xander Bogarts hanging out there and then have the ability to say, well, if we get a second baseman, Carlos, I got Trevor Story playing shortstop, right? Who's a better defender at this position than Bogarts is. Most teams don't have that. Do you think that spells the end of, of X-Men in Boston? And are the Red Sox making a mistake here? Because people forget, look, I know they've had some losing, but Bogart's been the biggest, even more than Devers, dude, even the biggest constant of a positive that they've had over all these years. He has been an absolute force. Uh, yes, offensively, he's been one of those um, just staple guys, a, a true pillar in that uh, a ball club, the lineup. He is. He makes a difference just by 
only can he get to that elevated fastball uh, extremely well, which has been in there in the last five or six years, uh, as it keeps on continuing getting even. Um, but the way he goes and plays the game, if you look at the numbers, most productive uh, shortstops in the game, period. Now, great defender, great athlete, but he has been plagued by injuries. Let Sander Bogarts walk. This is where you have to make the decision. I may let him walk. I mean, I might let him walk because of Trevor Story. Well, I, I do have Trevor Story right now. Is Bogarts, is, he, is, is it the time now, now for me to look for somebody younger, especially where with the Reds? It's not a rebuild. <laughs> the Red Sox did not get that luxury to go on a rebuild. Um, I feel so confident that Bogarts will be coming back with the Red Sox. I think he signed some. And that's that's kind of sad to me. I would I would love for him to see him uh, finish his there in Bean Town. Yeah, it'll look. Uh, I think the writing seems to be on the wall that he's gone. I mean, you never know with these things. And look, part of it is, and the last one I want to hit you with is, you know, part of it is you've got like a carousel here with these shortstops. Like, you know, there's only so many seats. Where are these guys going to go? Trey Turner to me is is the most interesting in in this group. And you know, look. We hear all the time guys want to go home. They want to be close to where they live. Sometimes it's overblown by the media, right? The player never said, I have to be here in this area. But sometimes it is a real thing. Freddie Freeman, when the, at the Braves let him play and date, right, in the market, he did a chance to go home. He went home. You've got Bryce Harper, a former teammate, sitting there in Philadelphia. You've got a team in the Phillies that desperately, to me, could use a player like this. I think when you think about all the things that were missing in that lineup for all it gives you, imagine what a Trey Turner would give in that area. you got a Dave Dombrowski who we know wants to win now and is not taking that job if he knows he can't convince a Middleton as an owner to go spend the money. I mean, to me, if I'm Philadelphia... My, my one through 10 options are all Trey Turner's name written in different ways. If I'm Philadelphia, you looking at that matchup the same way. Cause that, when I look at Philly, I'm like, if I'm Philadelphia, that's the dude I'm trying. If I, if I could get back to where I just went, if I could go add that guy into that lineup. Oh man, Trey Turner. I do agree with you. What a dynamic ball player. Um, and I've been seeing this week. Um, he's just so athletic and he could do it all. But now playing in Philadelphia, not only very, dynamic glove speed on the bases but you know he can hit 30 home runs every single year um, so Trey Turner would be definitely at the top of my list are concerned if I were Philadelphia the problem with Philly is that they also have other things they want to get, get back uh, to the postseason uh, we cannot forget that it was 86 um, that got him in so you got to start somewhere, and uh, huge um, question in March. We saw some guys step up and rise to the occasion. Hot streak, or do we have guys that have arrived? Um, so it's, it's it's very thorough self-diagnosis, so that they address the most important things first. Up um, stuff. I wouldn't call a trade turner a patch. You know, let's go ahead and take care of this, put in the car before the horse. No, no, that is a great acquisition. And he in that lineup and in that 
organization. But I just think that they have all the things that they need to address um, their budget. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how much. Well, we cannot call. We cannot. We cannot mistake Philadelphia. Oh yeah, the, the wild card. This is not a small market team. Even close. These guys definitely have deep, deep, deep pockets. So they'll do what they have to do. Taste, man. When we see Harper get the taste of the World Series and getting that championship, come on, it's got to be in a hurry. And if you want to hang with the Mets and Steve Cohen in that division, you better be prepared to spend money. Because that's that's one thing. Over the next few years, you're going to have to spend. And the Braves got everybody locked up seemingly forever. Uh, dude, so great to catch up with you. First of all, again, congrats on the on the honor at Northeastern. That's fantastic. Uh, enjoy all the uh, awards uh, coverage here at the network. Love watching what you do, man. Enjoy this uh, continued part of this uh, second successful career. And I'll catch up with you again soon, man. Okay, so always a pleasure, man. Just anytime. Uh, let's get back to together a lot i love talking i appreciate you bro thank you this is carlos pena as we continue here on unfiltered and we appreciate you for joining us you can hop on board the unfiltered revolution anytime at casey stern on twitter and we will see you next time on unfiltered as always presented by our good friends at bet online thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.